Hey comrades, and welcome back to another episode of We Read It One Night, the podcast where two sisters invite you to join the romance revolution. We're continuing with Autism Acceptance Month with another Own Voices Autistic Romance, Act Your Age, Eve Brown by Talia Hibbert. In this cozy rom-com, we travel to the British countryside with Eve and Jacob, two of the cutest dweebs to ever run a bed and breakfast. We'll once again warn you about the villainous nature of swans, muse about the benefits of squatting, and crave lots of gingerbread. Enjoy the show. video on tiktok get removed for quote-unquote hate speech um for like 20 hours and it must have been because just like a bunch of men got so angry they reported it. it's back now tiktok has recognized that it's not hate speech it's back but for a while i was like oh my god our account was like at high risk of getting restricted and i was like oh my god but luckily it's up i looked at, i did like extensive research into this now and like apparently yeah there's like trolls who will just like gang up to like mass report stuff the menemists got really like hurt by our psychology but luckily <laughs> tiktok does like if you make too many false reports they will block you instead so i'm hoping that's like what nice. happened but we're back now baby <laughs> well what i learned from our tiktok debacle is that we are all powerful and despite how many menemists try to come up against us we will win oh my God. i just don't end. know i don't there's, there's been like big problems like researching there's been like a lot of issues with like people getting blocked like on, i don't know i'm i really don't want to lose our account so please don't please don't report us that was <laughs> especially not for hate speech the only thing worse than hate speech is like endangering a minor like hate speech is like one of their worst ones. Like, if you're going to report us, do it for, like, I mean, understandably. I don't know, like, nudity or bullying. Like, that's, like, I understand, like, why hate speech is bad. I feel like that's a I do too. I'm overall just saying, good policy. I I'm saying don't falsely report us for hate speech. Like, if you well, really need to be a troll. Report us at all. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm saying if you're going to falsely report us for anything, like. <laughs> Here's my thing. I just, I really feel like there is like zero crossover between the people that listen to our podcast really, yeah. and the people that were reporting that one like video. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> anyway, um yeah, and I mean if there is crossover, like hello. Um would you Come like to light. email us and explain your thought process? <laughs> like, I'm inviting you to slide into our DMs. <laughs> Just please explain what the fuck is going on. Hello, I am 12 years old. My front prefrontal cortex is not yet fully developed and seen. That's going to be what it is. XOXO. Yeah. Because it, it, it always comes out in the end. They always tell them themselves. Like, for example, there was this one that was, like, going on and, like, co and like commenting on different comments, like, replying. And finally, someone was like, well, this is, like, a, a based on a large psychology literature. Like, there's tons of peer-reviewed studies. And he was like, well, we all know psychology is fake. It's just, like, a liberal agenda, just, like, climate change. <laughs> It always comes out. Always. Like, oh, Every that time. Ex that explains it. That'll there do you it. Go. You do not, not have to worry about me. You do not <laughs> have to worry about me. <laughs> on a less uh, – just like they played themselves on a less serious note. Um, so two nights ago, I turned on the air conditioning because it's like 81 degrees outside and I get hot at night and it just wasn't cutting it to like not have anything on. But the next morning I woke up and I was like still just as hot as I normally was. And I was like, what the fuck? But the air conditioning was on. And then last night, approximately 45 minutes after I went to bed, and I was like, the air conditioning is on. It's at 69 degrees. There's no – like why can't I hear it in my room? And I remembered that long ago 
I closed the vent <laughs> because oh I didn't God. want the heat because the heat because my room gets so hot yeah. when the heat is on and the door is closed. Yeah. And so I closed the vent to try to mitigate some of that and I never opened it again. And I was like, that explains a lot actually yeah it does <laughs> i'm surprised myself. it actually made a difference well it didn't feel like it made a difference with the heat but it made definitely made a difference with the air conditioning i when i when i got up to stand on the bed in my sleep and do half half asleep state to open the vent i nearly got my head chopped off by my ceiling fan <laughs> i had to go and turn it off real quick before i got up there <laughs> Oh, did we already talk about the honey bad- the badgers and the coyotes on the last video? I feel like we should make a correction. Um, so we because Stella was into honey badgers, right? And I remember it, that made me think of the fun fact about badgers and coyotes hunting together and being friends and going on adventures. But correction, I mixed up my badgers. It's very embarrassing. I'm very ashamed. Please <laughs> ha- be lenient. But honey badgers live in Africa. There are no coyotes in Africa. The American badger lives in the Americas where coyotes live, and they are the ones who hang out with coyotes. However, honey badgers, apparently, I haven't looked into this independently, but someone told me that they apparently have a similar relationship with like birds. Like they'll team up with birds. I don't know what kind of birds, but like Checks out. they like, team up like and hang out. Or something, honestly. And it's just great times all around, honestly. Um, I also learned that sharks and eels apparently do this. Just a bunch of gals being pals, just uh, hanging out. Crows and wolves. Crows and wolves, yeah. Crows and wolves team up. It's like all the smart animals like do the same thing that people do and just like adopt dogs or the dogs adopt the people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the crows saw the humans do it and they were like, ah, that's a smart move. That's a good idea. I like that. that. Thanks. Thanks. I like it. Picasso. (laughs) (laughs) Well, should we get started? Yes. Hello. Today we are doing Actor Age, Eve Brown. I always forget this fucking title. I can never remember the act your age part. <laughs> I just know at Eve Brown. Uh, the only reason I just remembered it right there is because it's I'm looking at it written down <laughs> on my phone right now by Tali Hibbert. It's the third book in the Brown Sisters trilogy. I don't think you have to read either no. of the other two books in order to understand this. No. I think the name was easy for me to remember because it's like a direct quote from like the very mean – like the traumatic like speech of the parents in the first like 15 minutes angry face and it's so now it's like forever seared in my brain um. yeah no i was very the family okay so the first time i read this book i didn't really like it that much i didn't like it as the other books in this, like, i thought it was fine but this book i was just like oh my god for the last third i was just like smiling the whole time like i was just like this is the cutest fucking thing like this book is full i don't know what kind of mood i was in the first time kind of like yeah, grumpy ass I... mood I was in the first time I read this book but this book is a five out of five it's so fucking cute I'm very glad I reread it because I would have been I'm missing out on how fucking cute Eve <laughs> and Jacob are fuck um, I feel like I almost had the opposite experience not like disliking it but like you were so angry at the family and the parents the first time around and I was like oh whatever like it's fine but this time I was like oh my god like they're out of line like she needs to cut them out that's like i feel like that always happens when you read something and like the family is like super shitty but it's like and you're like you cut them out like what are you doing but you're like in real life obviously there's like a bigger history there it's just like they haven't they're not always that shitty but theoretically yeah. but like that's because that's really interesting yeah the first time i read this book i was like wow it made me ha- so chloe and danny are eve's two older sisters and they like they they're the previous two books and i was like this book made me really dislike them the first time i read it and the second time i was like yeah you know i remember being really angry about the family but like they don't factor in as much 
I was like, I was expecting that because of how angry I remember being at them the first time. I like was expecting them to pop up much more frequently. And then like they really only pop up at the beginning and the end. And like they're kind of non-existent yeah. for most of the book. So I was like, I like didn't mind. I still think Eve should have like chewed them out more than she did. But I was like, I grudgingly admitted that like Eve's reaction was ultimately like pretty healthy and like the conflict was resolved in like a pretty healthy yeah, manner. No, the sisters, it didn't make me dislike the sisters. It was the parents who were really like riling me up. Like the sisters were just like whatever. Yeah, like not yeah. that. <sighs> anyway, this book is a delight. It's like it's like my feeling with this book, you know, when you have like a really cute puppy or like a baby. You want to clench it like, and like throw it across the room. Yeah. You want to like bite it, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like that's that was me with yeah. this book. I wanted to like in a pot like complimentary not okay <laughs> so the brown family basically their whole sitch they're super rich um they're british they're black there's like six of them so there's the two parents and then the dad's mom Gigi, the grandmother who oh i guess there's seven because there's Gigi's like um girlfriend i guess girlfriend, girlfriend wife yeah. they're not married eve is the youngest she's 26 she has two older sisters who are both like you know successful TM like they each have you know they're like a professor and like a business owner so whatever they moved out but Eve at this point still lives at home and her whole thing is that she's like never like settled on anything because she's like she's like oh well, if I like anything too much I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna like fail at it anyway it's like what's the point of like you know like just I'll just quit while I'm ahead I'll just like run away before I can get her and like her most recent thing it was being a wedding planner but she was planning a wedding for her like all her friends like suck basically and only like want her yeah. around when she can do stuff for them but basically she was like yeah there was these like wedding doves and like it made me so like they weren't they didn't want them to poop so they weren't feeding them so I just like released them all and I was like you know <laughs> and then like the friend like went batshit and like you know gave her a really bad review and Eve like Close down the business and started but, spreading rumors that she like bit the dove's heads off. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and then like someone else was like, "Oh, she stole the doves." And Eve's was like, "I didn't steal the doves. I paid for them afterwards." Listen, listen. <laughs> we might think like, "Oh, go Eve!" Like she's helping the doves. But I have a sad fact for you that was on our TikTok a few weeks ago. When you hear about like a dove release or wedding doves at a wedding, it usually means that they rented homing pigeons. Okay, for some reason, wedding pigeons doesn't sound as good as wedding doves. And then they release them, and not all of them survive. Like it's no. not safe for the doves. They're just like released in the middle of no you know it's like no. dangerous um so yeah eve releasing them probably didn't help them very much unfortunately probably better than being continually used by the wedding industry until they all eventually die you know what i mean i feel like oh well, overall, no they're still gonna no no but they're homing pigeons so they're, they're still gonna go back to where they came from when she released oh, them oh yeah that's true. i guess they got maybe they'll be able to like stop and get a snack because they weren't being fed that's i true, don't know they were hungry yeah, yeah. no but uh yeah, I just think in general, if you're like in a situation in which you like are being asked to rent an animal, like mm-hmm. I would say, I would say probably not the best choice. Mm-hmm. Probably don't do that. That also applies to like if you go anywhere that has elephants and they let yeah. you like ride the elephants or pet the elephants, also bad. Animal, mm-hmm. big, big animal abuse. Don't do any of that <laughs> shit. Don't and don't involve all those elephant sanctuaries, quote unquote, are not sanctuaries. Yeah. <laughs> they are torture pins. Don't go there. Please, basically, if places allow you to interact with wild animals, like by like touching them and getting close to them, generally you a know bad, bad that The news. only difference between a sanctuary and a zoo is that at a sanctuary, they don't breed the animals. So, like, a sanctuary doesn't necessarily mean that they're just like rescuing like animals in need and giving them, no. like, you know, a place to live out the rest of their lives. No. It's not a guarantee. I mean, I'm not saying all sanctuaries are bad, but like, it's not a guarantee by any means. You can't just like take that wording. Do your research, my dude. Dead dove, do not eat. 
What? <laughs> you never heard that? I thought it was like an no. internet phrase, but it's also – it's from um, Arrested Development. In the first episode, Job no. is like a magician and he like kills the dove basically and then sticks it in the freezer. It's like dead dove. Do not eat. <laughs> Why would you have to say do not eat? <laughs> Why would you have to say that? That's I also horrible. thought it was like anyway. a fan – I thought it was like a fan fiction tag for like, this is really bad. I've never heard of, I don't know. Maybe that was like after my right. time in fan fiction that that came It's about a warning because- about watching content which contains unpleasant tropes or elements. Yeah. So Eve is a vigilante, is a dove vigilante um, <laughs> Misguided, with unintended consequences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she also, yeah, she basically just has a history like she didn't do poorly. She did poorly in school. Like she just had trouble like focusing and like doing well in tests. And like then she like dropped out of performing arts school and like she's like bounced around to a bunch of different careers. All right. So Eve wakes up. <clears throat> she's having a great morning. She goes downstairs and her parents like basically confront her and are like, we need to have a talk. And then they proceed. They're total dicks. They're total dicks. They're like, we thought you were starting this business, but we found out that you ended it. Like you're – and she's like, oh, well, I just didn't want to disappoint myself. And they're like, you're disappointing us, Eve. Your sisters have moved out and they work even though they don't need to. Why don't you – like why are you just a waste of space? Direct quote. Yes. And her mom calls her feckless and tells her to act her age. And I just – Yeah. And here's the thing. I – okay. You have – obviously they have no – She's an adult. They have no obligation to give her money. But they go this wait, wait, whole thing. We, wait, did we establish it? We say Eve has a trust fund. Yeah. There's her her yeah, sisters yeah. all have trust funds. So like they don't need to work, but like her sisters do. I don't think yeah. they said that she has and trust funds. For fund. some reason, here's the thing. There's like this, there's like a signaling, there's like this, you know, a stigma associated with being lazy and not working. And the reason that exists is because we need people to work for our society function. But imagine a society where no one needs to work. Imagine we're in the fucking Garden of Eden or whatever. That stigma wouldn't exist, okay? So yeah. why are you sort of, you're, in, they're inappropriately applying the social disapproval to her for no reason. Like if she doesn't need it, why? It's not like, I do not dream of labor. Like honestly, yeah. if people didn't need to work, they like, I don't understand. Like, that's literally – I wrote down, like, darling, I do not dream of labor. Like, yeah. I just – why are we sh- – like, I understand – listen, listen. I think on the whole, like, trust fund kids are probably, like – well, okay. On one hand, I'm like, you do you, whatever. But also, like, I – they when they do them, they're generally, I think, pretty harmful in, like, real life. But in this case, like, Eve is not – she's not doing anything wrong besides just, like, vibing. Right. Like, why – like, why – are you setting up a trust fund for your children if you don't want them? Like, right. why are you telling – why Why are we shaming people for not wanting to work? What Like, what's the point of working for just for the sake of working? There is one. Like, I could see – I mean, maybe if they, like, approached it from an area of, like, listen, we think you're, like, you know, not living your life. You're, like, maybe getting depressed. Like, you, maybe you should find something that, like, gives you some purpose. Like, okay. Right. But they're, they're phrasing it specifically as, like, you need to make money and, quote, unquote, support yourself. For yeah. what? Like, for why? They're like, we've set up like you're going to like be at – her mom's a lawyer and the dad's like, I don't know, a businessman or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they both like set up for her to like have some like menial job at their firm. So they don't actually care about her like finding something fulfilling that also she can make yeah. money on. They just want her to like have a nine to five. Like why? Yeah, why? Like, why? Like, why? <laughs> this trust exists means the parents definitely don't need to work. And like unless they for some reason like love their accounting jobs. Like why the fuck? I just like – I'm judging they clear, so I mean much. they clearly like, do. They clearly do. And that's fine. It's yeah. okay to like – your lawyer maybe they don't maybe job. they don't maybe they just have this idea of like you have to work until you're 80 or you're a piece of shit like but there's plenty of people who think like call that her a waste of space like i know oh, I, I, i'm not defending them at all i'm saying like why i just no, don't understand no, if you if you feel like that sit down ask yourself why exactly does this norm exist who is it serving does it serve like <laughs> i don't know 
rise up comrades seize the means of production like listen i'm not advocating for people that like no one should have to work because unfortunately we live in a society in which that is impossible right and that's why we give social approval to it but like it's not something this is the reason we don't have like universal health care in the united states because of this kind of bullshit mentality like norms yeah because you need to like trap people into yeah yeah it's so stupid no this is a norm being applied in a place that doesn't make sense this is silly. I know we usually just talk about like romance as a revolution, but like, we're <laughs> into like, you know, some actual like. <laughs> okay. My question for you though, Rachel. So basically their ultimatum is like, you have to like keep a job for a year and we've like set up jobs for you at our firms, but like you got to keep a job for a year and then we'll restart your trust fund payment. So they're cutting off our trust fund. And my question for you is like, I thought the point of the trust fund was that you couldn't do that. Like, can you do that? Can you cut off trust fund payments? I have no idea. I mean, it depends how it's set up. Like, I, I feel like usually a trust is like, oh, once you get to this age, you can like do whatever you want. But like, right. maybe they have it to be, I mean, you could always have a term that's like, we could, we can stop it if we want, you know? That it's just, not like, I don't know. The point of a trust is to have the money like protected. <laughs> from what? The, from taxes and from the recipient. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I didn't think, I just didn't think that was a thing. I don't know enough about trust to. Yeah, the point of a trust is basically to transfer wealth with less taxes, I think. That's like the main the main reason it exists. And also to like – the point you have a trustee, which is someone who's theoretically – who's a fiduciary, right? So they have to act in yeah. the interests of the trust beneficiary. But yeah, yeah. The mom's like, God, like when are you going to add your age? I swear it's embarrassing. And I'm like, okay, why is it embarrassing? Break it down for me. Would it still be embarrassing if everyone did it? Basically, I was really enraged at the parents. <laughs> okay, so they get to the end of this and Eve starts tearing up. And then the parents are immediately like stricken or whatever. And Eve's like, next she's going to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. And then me, the poor delicate baby of the family, is going to be let off the hook again because everyone knows I can't handle difficult conversations. I'm like, this sounds like a pattern of verbal abuse. Like, yeah, abusers do often like apologize and then like, you know, the cycle continues. So it seems like your parents have a pattern of being shitty to you and then apologizing as soon as they feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the parents. Eve drives off being sad and in a huff and she has we have a passing reference that it took her seven years to pass her driving test because she has a lot of spatial awareness problems what four years not seven years but yeah no, i thought it was seven no i wrote down seven years i don't know it takes her years to pass her driving test like that, that, that's yeah. it takes her a long ass time to pass something that does not take yeah. that most people that long because specifically she has spatial awareness issues and spoiler i mean we're doing this during autistic appreciation month but the hero in this book jacob who you will meet shortly is autistic and it's revealed that eve while she doesn't have official diagnosis is also autistic and i'm just like i don't know i just feel like poor performance in school when like the rest of the family doesn't have poor performance in school spatial awareness problems like all these things because they're like oh she's so lazy like you can't be lazy when learning to drive a car right like there's no way to be like oh i'm just gonna like sit here but also towards the end she's like oh yeah like i'm pretty sure my whole family has autism but, like, yeah. that's why everyone thinks we're so weird. But I'm like, I don't – like, why are they so shitty to you? <laughs> They're so, like, not understanding. Yeah. But anyway, I was like, I don't know. I just feel like this really should – I feel like the parents, like, really yeah, failed like, a lot. like, that's way outside. Like, I've always said – like, I've always felt like I sort of have, like, a learning disability when it comes – I don't know what the word for it is. But I feel like I'm always a lot slower to pick up, like, physical things like that too. But, like, for ye- – no. For driving – no, but the spatial awareness when driving does come into play in a major way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shortly. Anyway, so Eve is speeding off. We get the first mention of the gingerbread festival, <laughs> oh. the hallowed gingerbread festival that 
never happens. Okay. Let me just She goes for like a two hour drive without noticing. She goes for a two hour drive. She somehow, okay. So this book takes place in the Lake District. Mm -hmm. For those of you not familiar with the topography of the UK. The Lake District, I would say, like Eve, it said, right, she lives in like a suburb of London, right? That's where they live. Mm -hmm. Am I like, am I totally misinterpreting that? She lives in a suburb of London, right? Or London. I can't remember. But I yeah. don't think she's uh, in London because she's talking about I'm driving to the city. Oh, like yeah. I could drive I, I no to idea, the city. Anyway, she sure, lives in the sure. sub. Let's let's assume she lives in a suburb yeah. of London. She has a posh accent. Whatever. The Lake District is not a two-hour drive away. <laughs> maybe maybe it's so How it's never it? said that it's in London. I like I remember when I read the first book, they're always just like, oh, the city. Like she never actually like says what city it is. And like Zaf does have a northern accent. So it is possible that like they're somewhere in the north and the Lake District is actually a two hour drive away. But no, it's like it's like a it's like a three hour train ride. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe she's yeah. speeding, like really speeding. Is it three hours with stops? Yeah, with stops. But like that's a train ride. Like that's direct. Like the I don't and, all, and like all her. those roads. Like there are highways in the UK, but like at a certain point, like you have to be going through these like one lane, like veering roads. Like you can't. It's not like in the US where you can go fucking like ninety on the interstate Maybe her and like make problems it there are half to the, the time. extent where she just like goes right across fields and like styles and shit. <laughs> just like as straight as, as the crow flies, but like across the ground. Eve just wild like massacring the British countryside on the way <laughs> going up the Peak District. But yeah, because I went – oh, no, I'm sorry. The Lake District is, is even farther away because I went to the Peak District, which is slightly farther south from the Lake District. Mm-hmm. So the Lake District is even farther away. <laughs> well, I don't know where the fuck – perhaps Eve is not driving from London, but if she is, like – this is some like fucking magic kind of shit. Like this is a flying car. Like literally, she's not just flying in the in the metaphorical sense. She's literally flying across the British countryside in order to get to the fucking Lake District from London in two yeah. hours. No, no. <laughs> and that's been British topography with Allison. She spots a sign, however, for the Gingerbread Festival, like we said. And let's take a little pause about the Gingerbread Festival. <laughs> so, okay. I will say this is another instance in which the second reading did sort of clear my anger um, from the first reading because in the first reading, I was like, we spend this whole book building up to this gingerbread festival and it never fucking happens and we don't even get into the epilogue. I was wrong. The epilogue is, in fact, the gingerbread festival a year, the next year. So technically, we do kind of get the gingerbread festival, but I'm still like, we, oh my, this gingerbread festival is mentioned so frequently. We have like multiple meeting preparations for the gingerbread festival. And we don't, it's like, it's like, you know what it is? It's like in the hating game. It's like in the hating game, how we spend this, the whole book leading up to who's going to get the job. And like, yeah, it's implied in the hating game that lucy gets the fucking job like sure but we don't never get confirmation of that in the book and this like yeah it's implied the gingerbread festival is gonna go great like it's gonna go off without a hitch but i'm like i still would have liked to have seen it i know it's it's the same as the the fucking like in twilight it's like a seattle trip that like is foreshadowed forever and then never fucking happens and then the beach trip although at least we we see the beach trip at least but like Mm -hmm. it's like weeks and weeks and weeks and it's like okay let's let's get on with this they never go to seattle though (laughs) they never go to the meadow instead (laughs) they not once do they go to seattle not once do we find out if lucy gets the job not once do we see the gingerbread this year's gingerbread festival anyway she rolls up at skybriar a cute mm-hmm. little town in the Lake District. <laughs> she lands her yeah. car in the driveway like fucking Doc from Back to the Future. 
too good. Maybe her spatial awareness is so bad that she doesn't even realize where the Lake District actually is. And so she's actually not there. <laughs> she just like thinks it is. It definitely is because <laughs> yeah, Talia Hibbert is British. I'm assuming Talia Hibbert knows. No, but I know. But like maybe Eve doesn't realize. Like yeah, Eve anyway. has actually entered like an alternate dimension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eve somehow through the power of her autism, it somehow enabled her to open a portal. And so she just like skipped like. 200 miles and yeah. ended up in the after driving <laughs> two hours like the her brain power is just so strong yeah she rolls up at this airbnb at this beat not airbnb <laughs> this b&b this actual bed and breakfast <laughs> and because she wants food but then she sees a sign and it's like chef wanted and she's like oh my god i can cook also at one point i went I studied in France. I enjoy cooking. I make cakes a lot for my shitty friend's birthday parties. She's like her time as a, a genital, a cake, genital, what, what, what is it called? Cake, genitals in the shape, cake in the shape of genitals. She, that's also one of her oh. previous things. Genitalia. <laughs> she was like a genital like baker and I was like, I don't no, understand. Her brief foray into 3D genital cakes. <laughs> nice. I want okay. a vagina cake now. I want a, like a labia cake. I would not like I mean, that no. because it is a cake shaped like a person or animal, and I do not eat oh. that. Continuing my theme of never eating animal crackers, goldfish, Flintstone vitamins, Teddy Grahams. <laughs> Those horrible birthday cakes where like the person's the birthday girl's face is like screen printed on it. Absolutely yeah. not. Remember the one the one time I got that for my birthday? I was so it's excited horrible. about it. And Dad, we didn't eat oh it because Dad ordered. A God. fucking chocolate cake with like giant globs yeah. of like Boston cream in Inside the middle. Yeah. And to nobody, me not even me, nobody liked it. Nobody no. wanted to eat the cake. He did it again too. He did it for mine too. I know. And he was the only one that ate the cake. And it was the worst, like even without the Boston cream, the worst combo of vanilla frosting and chocolate cake. No. Yeah. Gabriel's burning bollocks. What? I don't know. It's just what? It's something someone exclaims at some point in this book. I don't know. What? I just wrote that down. I wrote in down Gabriel's this book. Yeah, I wrote that down. It seemed appropriate. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, and she's like, I had brief fantasies of opening a restaurant, but then I watched like an episode of Hell's Kitchen and got a Gordon Ramsay phobia. So. <laughs> okay, so an embarrassing story. So I went, to, I went to school in New York. I went to school in Hell's Kitchen, and when I went to tour there, I like you know was doing a little Snapchat filter and. You know, back when I used Snapchat and like the location thing was like Hell's Kitchen. And I'd only heard of Hell's Kitchen in the context of Gordon Ramsay's, Ramsay's television show. So I was like, is this where they film Hell's Kitchen? Like, did they name this New York neighborhood after Gordon Ramsay's television show? <laughs> and I think I even like posted that on my story. Like I, I let everyone know that I was I was a fool. You know, I, I just really like put on the clown makeup for all of my Snapchat friends. <laughs> It is not. In fact, Hell's Kitchen, the show, is named after the neighborhood <laughs> of New York, <laughs> which was where West Side Story was filmed. You know, while like they, they kicked out all the Puerto Rican and Irish people, and then they filmed the movie in the empty buildings, and then they tore down all the buildings and built the Metropolitan Opera. Wait, really? Yes. Like they kicked people out for the movie? No, they kicked people out so that they could build the Metropolitan Opera and Lincoln Center. But Steven Spielberg, or whoever the fuck... It wasn't Steven Spielberg. He did the most recent West Side Story. Whoever the fuck did the original West Side Story was like, oh, all these empty buildings that are oh, the wow. actual like location oh, of the place where me? our story takes place. Let's wow. film there. 
That's fine. So they filmed in the empty streets where all of the people had been kicked out of their homes by Robert fucking Moses, oh terror God. of New York City in the mid 20th century. That's so fucked up. Wow. Anyway, that's New York okay. history for you. Down with New York developers. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, she rolls in. Now we get, we meet Jacob. His name is Jacob Wayne, no relation to Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Although I really, I think Jacob could be like a Batman, you know, if he put his mind to it. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, if that's like the thing he decided to like go all in on, he'd be a great yeah. Batman. He's Batman's like starchy cousin. <laughs> like shows up at family. <laughs> yeah, that's why we never see like... cousin Liam. Cousin Liam, who's like completely unnecessary. I don't know. I don't know why she added that character. Oh, I think he's going to come, come up. Doing. So there, there's a sequel series. So I found I, know, out I was one of characters later. Mont and his sisters. Mont is Jacob's sisters. BFF. Yeah. The sisters do, in fact, I looked it up. None of them have descriptions, but there are three books for the sky. It's called say. a Skybriar series. And I assume it's Mont and his sisters. And I assume that cousin Liam, Jacob's cousin Liam, With one of the sisters, will be a yeah. love interest of someone. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I guess it could be Mont too. Yeah. 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 I did have that thought. Yeah. So Jacob has been interviewing chefs. And he is very grumpy. So Eve walks in on an interview on the interview process, which is going horribly. <laughs> Jacob is like just increasingly pissed at like this man who he hates. And his friend Mont is there and he's like, Yeah, like why do you hate him so much? And Jacob's like, obviously he's a creep. Like you can tell all the women hate him. Mont's like, wow, I never noticed that. It's so, like Jacob has I don't know. He's an empath. Jacob is Batman. He has, <laughs> yeah. good, he has good investigation skills. <laughs> so Eve walks in and Jacob's like, Oh wow, she's really like she's like a like, I don't know, she starts talking and Jacob's like, she really was like a Disney princess, except her clothes were awful and everything that came out of her mouth was wrong. And I was like, you know what? He does he does have respect for Disney princesses at least because he's like, the implication is that they're cool at least. Like, Right. I Listen, I do – I, I do have to like take Jacob's side in his opinion on Eve's t-shirts. Yeah. I really hate this. Eve wears these like uh, – I don't – they're not graphic tees because graphic mm. implies some sort of like Brand. illustration. There's like – yeah, some sort of like, like – messages. Yeah. They have like messages. So it's like what? It's like read me like a book and like – I don't I'm know, over like, you, un- unfuck you, like, like yeah, like stuff, you, like, my like way. stuff like yeah. that, which I just, I think I would get very tired of very quickly. Yeah. But um, is yeah. one of Eve's core personality traits is that she wears these shirts. I, you know what, Eve can get away with it. She's very colorful. She has purple braids in her hair. I really appreciate a man that has been like knocked upside the head, like feels like he's been like knocked upside the head by a frying pan, like the moment he meets like his woman which is basically like jacob jacob is like did i fall and hit my head and am i having some sort of hallucination (laughs) he also says and i quote he appreciated the firm conviction with which she spoke utter nonsense because (laughs) he was just like coming in and like rattling shit off and eve rightfully so immediately roasts him back and he's like wow like oh my god why am i so attracted to this do i have a new um he also has like a i I wouldn't call Jacob a stern brunch daddy, but he has a stern brunch daddy moment in which he's like, she came in and her shirt's a little bit wet. Um, he also like, he's reading her shirt and like both Mott and Eve are like, don't stare at my tits. Yeah. Um, but he, he's well, like, he her realizes. shirt is a little wet. Yeah. yeah. He, he's like, oh my God, he it looks like I'm staring he's at like, her tits, fuck, but fuck, I'm just fuck. reading her shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, her shirt's a little bit wet and he's like, oh my God, it must be raining outside. Like how, how could you go outside without a coat? And an umbrella. <laughs> she could get sick. She could catch her death. And he's just like, like that's. And this is a constant refrain for Jacob. He's like, does she have no spatial awareness whatsoever? When he like creeps up on her and she's like, you know, he walks up yeah. to her and she's like surprised and he's like, oh my god, now I have to worry about murderers and kidnappers coming and like grabbing her because <laughs> she has no, she has no spatial awareness. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> he's just like so grudgingly he's like i must protect her at all costs this is so frustrating <laughs> this entire book is just each of them being like being like oh, i just I, but i hate this person that they're just so so competent and so like i don't know attractive and like yeah. they're they're so nice and smart and yeah. like <laughs> jacob also like his he's like why is she like showing up here without like a cv or like any luggage or whatever he's like oh maybe she's homeless and then he's like well, but she's wearing like fancy sneakers. So if I were homeless, I would probably sell my expensive shoes. Except no, I wouldn't because if they were like sturdy and waterproof, wouldn't make long-term sense to sell them. I'm like, all right. <laughs> He's constantly going off. They're both like constantly like tangents. Yeah. Anyway, he chases these off. He's like, fuck no, I'm not hiring you. Get the fuck out of my house. And then Mont is like, bro, uh, we don't have a chef and the gingerbread festival is coming up. So uh, you should go after her and at least give her like a trial run. And so mm-hmm. they run off in the rain naturally for Eve and good old Jacob is the one that finds her. And then she hits him with her car. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I could not believe I forgot about this. Like from the last time I read it, I was like, oh my God, she hits him with her car. And he's like, <laughs> and like really injures him. This isn't a little tap. <laughs> he gets a concussion. He breaks his wrist. And as he's falling, he's like, I'm not an expert in physics, but I didn't think one small Volkswagen Beetle should be able to do this much damage. And I'm like, sir, it's still a car. What do you it's mean? It's a car. A Volkswagen Beetle. It's a car. I also was like, I don't know. Eve is moving from like stop. You know what I mean? So it's not like she's had any time to like build up. Well, like, we have no just, idea. Like, up. Maybe anyway, she like slams on She hits him with his car. Jacob goes into some sort of fugue state on the ground. <laughs> And they're like – and so Mont runs out and, and they're like, okay, we're going to call an ambulance. And he's like, I don't need an ambulance. And I was like, oh, he's going to say it's like too expensive or something. And then he's like, it's a waste of public resources. Like, wow. <laughs> the fact that I assumed he was going to say it was to save money no. when like it's actually free. No. Oh, my God. It's free in the thought about that. Yeah. But it's like Jacob – Jake was like, oh, I can just drive myself to the hospital and – it just really reminded me of the time that dad drove himself to the hospital while his appendix was bursting. Like our dad like woke up early yeah. in the morning, didn't wake anyone up, didn't tell anyone, drove himself to the hospital, yeah. got his appendix taken out, and then was like, oh, can you come pick me up? Yep. And we were like, what? <laughs> we, what? That's where you've been? Oh my God. Anyway, and then he took the stitches himself like out yep. himself two weeks Classic. later so he could go to the gym. Classic. Insane. Men are As insane. Men are insane when it comes to health. <laughs> They're just absolutely bonkers. So Mont is like, listen, Eve, this is kind of your fault. I'm going to drive him to the hospital. But like, he really lays on the guilt. He's like, this is kind of – this is like, you fucked up and I'm going to need you to go uh, run the B&B. That's the least you can do really is just run the business. And Eve's like, all right, you got me there. So she does. So Mont is like, all right, you can stay in Jacob's apartment, but like, shh, don't tell him. You're just going to stay in his spare room and sleep on his, like, sofa bed. (laughs) Um, And Jacob takes so long to figure out that she's been living. It's so funny. Just a really inordinate amount of time to figure this out. Yeah, anyway, she rolls downstairs. She makes breakfast for all the guests. No, no, you're skipping. No, an important thing happens. She gets a call from her bitch friend, Flo. And Flo is one of the friends who, like, doesn't actually like her, but is constantly trying to use her for things. And Flo's like, oh, my God, my brother is supposed to have his 21st birthday, but he gave the other party planner the clap. <laughs> he gave her the clap and now she's being a total bitch and won't plan the party anymore just because he gave her the clap and he's like oh is that a euphemism for something and Flo's like yeah for chlamydia, <laughs> I gave her chlamydia. Oh my God. anyway she like basically guilts eve into saying that she'll do it and she's supposed to start working on that in september which is a month away which is another weird thing about the gingerbread festival why are we having a gingerbread festival in august like 
am I wrong? Is that not, is gingerbread not a universal, like, if not Christmas, like winter food? Like who is, I mean, I like gingerbread. I don't really like gingerbread. I like ginger snaps as much as the next person. But like, I don't know. British people are weird when it comes to desserts. The gingerbread festival also doesn't seem to be exclusively centered around gingerbread because isn't their contribution like breakfast for dinner or something? And like, what is that? And they're like, yeah. oh, we wouldn't, it's not like everyone's making gingerbread. It's like this one bakery, whatever. No. The ginger, well, the gingerbread fact, like bakery factory is like the big, like, business of the area so they like support all the other small businesses by having this annual festival yeah, anyway Florence is like you should plan my bros party and Eve is like okay I guess and like the party's like six months away so Eve's like perfect like I'll have a job for like half of the year so like mm-hmm. I can like prove my parents wrong or whatever and then she's also like she's like I don't really want to do it but like that was that's always been my role like in these friends groups to just like I like bring the delicious cake and then they invite me like as payment and like mm-hmm. you know like all this and I was just like very I'm like Eve stand up for yourself but also like just feel like it's like a very like autistic thing to like assign yourself a role in a friend group and then like stick to it like forever and ever and ever because like that's the easiest way (laughs) to like fit in and like not have to not have to like think about adjusting all the time for like different people like you're just like the same for everybody it's like a really really related to that so the next morning she wakes up and she makes breakfast and like the guests are like <laughs> showing up. She also – oh, she also found the employee manual. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. So she rolls in. Jacob comes home. Jacob is high on painkillers. He rolls in and Mont's like, all right, you're going to have to like make sure he doesn't die overnight. You're dying. Because <laughs> yeah. he has a concussion and he's yeah. high on painkillers. And Jacob is like very – like he's just very loopy. And I feel like it does a really good job of like – not that you didn't like Jacob before, but of kind of like softening him after like a pretty mean opening. Like he's pretty like harsh and like direct, like from the first time we get his perspective. And so when he's high on drugs, he's just like, oh, like this is so nice. I'm in my little nest. And Eve is like, you have to take off the blankets or you're going to die of heat stroke. And he's like, oh, my blankets. And then he's like, who is this beautiful woman with his nice nest. skin? <laughs> like, oh, what is going on? <laughs> and he's like saying it out loud, but like doesn't realize it. And then he's yeah. like, how is she responding to me? <laughs> yeah. She read minds? Is she a mind reader? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Mont is like, all right, so you're going to have to make breakfast the next morning. You said you wanted a test. This is the test. There you go, bro. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And he's like, read Jacob's employee handbooks. And there's like 20 of them. And the first one is how not to fuck up my health reading, a guide by Jacob Wayne. <laughs> yeah. So she reads all of them and somehow memorizes all of them. <laughs> and actually like follows him and when jacob finds out that like she read it he's like oh my god like i have such a hard on he's like i am so aroused by this he's like wait you haven't been mocking me this whole time you actually he's like you respect my bnb but i just want to know how she managed to memorize like that's a shit overnight okay so she cooks for everyone <laughs> and then jacob <laughs> comes downstairs in his pajamas and then she's like staring at him and he's like he looked down just to check that his arm hadn't dropped off without him noticing. And that just reminded me of the time – I already said this on the podcast, but the time my arm fell off. <laughs> but if you're wondering, check our backlist. Yeah, his aunt His aunt shows up. His aunt – what's her name? Linda. Oh, God. Lucy. I can't remember. It's something with an L and yeah. Eve also can't remember her name. Linda Lucy <laughs> rolls in and she's like, where's Jacob? And Eve is like, oh, he got a little bit run over. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so Jacob rolls in. He's still a little bit high and also severely concussed and he's fantasizing about touching Eve's cheek and he like is just really, really angry about the fact that he finds her like cute slash beautiful and also competent and like he keeps complimenting her by accident. He's just like really, he's like, ah, yeah. I can't. He's like, like <laughs> and he's like looking for ways to criticize how she's like running the kitchen and this is how you really know they're soulmates because he's like watching her stack the dishes in the dishwasher and he's like oh i want to criticize her but she's doing it exactly the way i do it and i feel like the chances that any two people would have the exact same dishwasher stacking preferences are so low because i feel like that is just so niche like i don't know how even within families like i don't know how it happens but like somehow (laughs) there's just this like divergent evolution that happens where every single person has their own like niche thing and i just feel like the fact that any two people would be exactly the same or just so low like they have to they're perfect for each other and jacob's like oh man like why did i come down in my pajama pants like they're so revealing like it's not it's not like i have a boner but like i'm, I'm just a little <laughs> bit worried I'm, i might eventually get some perhaps for some reason who knew like just in case and <laughs> also like like in this moment he has and this is oh my god i love this trope and this is a trope that happens throughout this book but when the man starts experiencing like attraction slash emotions and like instead of recognizing that he's experiencing attraction slash emotions he's like thinks that he's like ill or like injured in some way and Jacob is like oh my god maybe I need to go back to the emergency room like I don't why am I feeling this way like I don't understand and like throughout the book Jacob is like what is this feeling like I don't oh no I must be sick I must be coming down or something yeah so okay so he goes upstairs to get dressed and then he comes back down and he's like he's like cut the sleeve of his arm of his shirt and like re-sewn it so that he doesn't have to like get it over his cast and he's like somehow done that all in the span of like i don't know 20 minutes um no he takes a long time coming down he was like it's been like an hour and then he's like He's like, wow. He's like observing her. He's like, wow, she's so much better with the guests that I am. She's like better at anticipating what they need. But then he simultaneously like immediately proceeds to lecture her about – she always has like an earbud in to listen to music. And he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're just going to – we're going to get bad reviews because you're appearing ignorant toward the guests. Like rude chef, weekend getaway ruined. I'm like, why are you (laughs) – like (laughs) Jacob is always like constantly like – Imagining the worst case scenarios, specifically in the form of bad Yelp reviews, like for yeah, <laughs> which honestly I get it. Like I feel yeah. like you, it doesn't take a lot to be scarred from that. So the first, so he's like, "Why don't you just play your music out loud for now?" And she does, and the first song she plays is "Papa Tui by Strom- Stromae, which is like, and, and he's like, he knows it. He's like, "Oh, like Stromae," and she's like, "You know him? Like what?" And I'm like, "What girl? Like what? That's like." I don't know. Like everyone's heard of Laura Dance, like the oh Laura da, 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 you can link to it. This is like the third his like third most popular song is the one she's playing. It's about his like daddy issues, all right? Here's the thing. It's just so- <laughs> I know that you say this. I have only heard a Laura Dance because like you requested it for like a road trip mixtape once that I was making. Um, like I understand that Stromae is like is like a like other people I have met other people that have like heard of him and like enjoy Alora Dance, but I really don't think it's like that wild. Uh, but like I guess I I heard it from the French people in Thailand originally, but I just feel like yeah, I've heard it on the radio. But I've also heard it on the radio. That's such an obscure experience. <laughs> but I just feel like in Europe, I just feel like I don't know. You're, you're the UK is a lot closer to Belgium too, so I just feel like it definitely would have like it's not that weird. I don't know. He's very big. I don't know. Anyway, they bond over that. 
And also, yeah, he's like, you can play your music out loud. And she's like, they're, yeah, they're simultaneously while they're both annoyed that they're like attracted to each other. Like, she's also like upset that Jacob's so understanding of her needs. She's like, God damn it. He's so accommodating. And like one of the guests at one point is like, yeah, my wife has mobility issues. So like Jacob always puts us on the ground floor and like makes notes and like on like Jacob's website. He's like, if you have any like if you need any special accommodations, like let me know. And he like gives guests weighted blankets and like special sheets and like all of this shit. And Eve is constantly like, oh, my God, he's so respectful of people's individual needs. (laughs) She's like, yeah, like the way that he like says that people might see it as rude she's like he's laying it out like a military tactic to employ against the people who don't get it rather than a moral imperative slash behavioral correction which definitely would make it better because her parents were the opposite they were like oh like you're a bad person because you're whatever no i mean that's like a thing like that's a thing i mean that's something that i struggled with for a really long time yeah with like autism is thinking that I was like a bad per like literally thinking I was like a bad person because like yeah. I didn't experience the world in like the same way that everybody else seemed to and being like, oh my God, like there's something like morally wrong with me. And just, like, like not once- complying with like arbitrary rules. Yeah. Just like once like you like stop applying that, it's like so much so freeing. And yeah, Jacob is like, Eve, you can like you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to do that. What I will say though is that listening to music out loud is nothing like listening to it through headphones. Unless you're alone, then it's like more close. But like I don't know. It's not a one-to-one substitute. It's not anywhere near as good. No, but no. But she does Eve did say she's like, I can listen to it out loud or I can like sing out loud. So like Eve was the first to suggest that like that was a viable alternative for her. And we found out later that like that's sort of like one of Eve's like stimming things that she does. Um, Because she she at this point does not know that she's autistic. So she makes him breakfast. And this is where we get our first like uh, very – here's the thing. She she does a great job of like trying to explain this like feeding scene in like a sexual way. But I'm going to be honest. Feeding someone food is like just repulsive at worst. (laughs) tolerable at best like it's just never I'm just always so grossed out by seeing someone's tongue and mouth like coming for like anything in my hand I don't know how to <laughs> like food items I don't know it's probably just a me Clearly problem Eve does not have this compunction yeah his, he like actually bites her sort of like the second time and like closes his mouth on the fork and it's yeah. like really savoring it I'm like I don't ugh. I don't know, but it's, yeah, but they're anyway, into it. Yeah. He he, like bites her thing, her thingy a little bit, and they're both like, "Oh my god, what the fuck!" And then like yeah. they immediately they're like, "Gotta go." <laughs> yeah, and then Eve's like reflecting in the morning, and she's like, "Oh, like starting my day, like cooking and interacting with people gave me a little buzz. It was incredibly odd." She assumed the sensation would wear off soon, and I'm like. Yeah, but it usually does. I feel like anytime you start a new job or anything, for the first few days, you're like, oh, this is like so interesting and new, but then like it does wear off, but not for Eve. So that's good. That has not been my experience. My experience is either like from minute one, I'm like, this is absolutely the worst thing that I'm doing and now I must force myself to do it. Or it's like, wow, this is great. There's no in between uh-huh. for me. <laughs> like I are, I know from the first minute whether I'm going to hate it or not. There's always novelty. Okay, so she goes shopping. She buys a bunch of new stuff. She also this whole time has muted her family conversation and like ignored all their calls as she should. Good. She needs yeah. some space from them. Jacob yeah. still doesn't know he's li- she's living with him. Yep. He's like, at one point he has a thought. He's like, I wonder where Eve goes for the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's she's living next door to you. Jacob. She's in your sitting room. <laughs> she's a wall away. But okay. And like, I don't know how she's getting into his chambers because she, they share they've been sharing a bathroom, like everything. Oh yeah. At one point he's like, Why is my lemon body wash so like go like 
being used so quickly. Like I have three body washes and normally like I use them at the same rate. And then like at one point he's like, oh my God, it was her. (laughs) She's using my lemon body wash. Yeah, I don't know how he doesn't figure this out. But anyway, he doesn't. He wakes up in the middle of the night and uh, we got another feeding scene. But this time Eve is feeding ducks and she is making the cardinal sin, ladies and gentlemen. And the book does thankfully call this out, but she's making the cardinal sin of feeding ducks bread. Do not feed ducks bread, friends. It is actually harmful for the ducks. It fills them up on things that are not nutritionally beneficial. And then they don't get the nutrients and then they die. Mm-hmm. Oh. So don't feed ducks. But bread. I do think it's so weird. Okay, here's the thing. Jacob is like, oh my God, these ducks, they're my nemeses. Like I can't, the ducks will ruin the BNB. People will hate the ducks. And I'm like, I feel like ducks are a big positive in a BNB. Like some cute ducks waddling around. However, later on, he is vindicated a little bit, like bizarrely. We'll get to it. But like, yeah, no, he has, he has like, there's like the, he's like, ducks are bad. Geese are even worse. Swans are the worstest. Well, that's true. I mean, swans are actually. I don't like swans. That's true. Swans, swans drown people. Like people have actually yes. died from being drowned by swan. But um, <laughs> we did. We've already shared this one. Yeah, I know. I'm just just reminding it. You can never be just too reminding safe. everyone. Swans may look beautiful, but they're evil. They're like a femme fatale. That is that is a oh yeah. Swan. I guess they so. will. They will. They're fatal. They will kill you if given the chance. Uh, yeah. So he sees the duck. He's like, oh my god, the ducks are back. I have to go chase them off. Meanwhile, Eve is feeding the ducks. He runs out. He's shirtless. He's only mm-hmm. wearing pants, like his pajama pants. He runs out. He's like, oh, my God, get the fuck away from my ducks. We get mm-hmm. some really great duck puns and jokes in this scene. They're um, foul ways. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so they scare. They try to scare off the ducks. This is when Jacob finds out that Eve has read his handbooks and he's shook. He's shaken to his core. He's like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, I just wrote them for me. They're just weird. But she read them and took them seriously. He's like, what? Like somebody treating me with again, just like in the kiss quotient. It's like what someone treating me with basic respect and human decency. What is this magic? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Poor Jacob. Anyway, Eve falls in the pond. We get a great – this is a great scene. Uh, And then Jacob thinks she's about to drown. So he just like on instinct dives right in. And this scene is really, I just feel like, a great combination of like the Darcy wet shirt scene in 1995 Pride and Prejudice in which both of their shirts are wet. And also Princess Diaries 2 when Anne Hathaway and Chris Pine fall into the pond because they're also like bickering Mm. at this point. You know what I mean? Like – I have anyway, no memory just, of that movie, but I believe I Chris Pine unfortunately has a horrible haircut in it, which is why I thought he was ugly for years. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that movie is great, and I would like a third movie in the trilogy, please. Anne Hathaway said she's willing, and so is Julie Andrews. So. <laughs> um, okay, so somehow Eve falls in the fucking <laughs> pond. <laughs> yeah, so she falls in. Well, it's like it can't just be a steep bank. I feel like it has to be like a, a pool drop off because she has trouble getting out of it later. But she falls yeah. in, and Jacob has to like. For some reason, going after her, I don't remember. He doesn't have – he's like, oh, my God, she's going to die. This is another situation in which he's like, I have – like, she's not taking care of herself. I have to – I have to take care of her. I have to make sure she doesn't get hurt. He's like, oh, my God, she's so soft. She must bathe in water or milk or something. (laughs) He's obsessed with her skin. Yeah. He's obsessed with her skin. He helps her. And then, but then, like, there's no point of him getting in because he then just like he hoists himself out, you know, like how you would push yourself up with your upper body 
to get out of a pool. Uh-huh. But then Eve like can't do that, which is why it must be like very steep. And she's also like, she's also like, oh, this is like, she's also, how is the water up to my chest, but like only up to your waist? And he's like, Eve, we're different heights. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so he has to like pull her out basically. And then they, he lets her take, take a shower in his. Yeah in a shower and she uses his lemon soap and he's like wow the lemon soap is almost out like no but he's more. like he's like he had three different soaps in the shower just in case he ever felt like switching things up but he never did so the lemon one was way emptier than the mint and the raspberry <laughs> like i feel that like i don't know why you would ever delude yourself into thinking you would switch it up but like uh yeah so then she comes out she's wearing mm-hmm. his clothes and his towel he's like oh my god but and then he, he comes out of the shower and he sees her staring at a childhood picture of him with his aunt lucy slash linda and his cousin liam Mm-hmm. You just realize they're both L names. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, it's almost like it was some like graduation ceremony out of like an American film. And like, are there – I knew that like graduation and like gowns and stuff aren't a thing in like, you know, Serbia. But are they not a no, thing anywhere outside so. the U.S.? Oh, my God. That would be so much better. I know. I mean, I don't know what it is for secondary school. But I know for like college, they definitely don't wear the hats. I'm thinking, listen, I'm basing this entirely on William and Catherine, a royal romance, a lifetime movie production, <laughs> but also pictures I've seen of like British college grads. They wear, they have like a weird little like black cape thing that's like kind of like a robe, but I don't think it's mm. full body. Weird. But they don't have like hats or anything. Like it's not as like over the top. I mean, honestly, it'd be so much better. Like, it's so... Yeah, the fucking hats are stupid. Except for the PhD hats. The PhD hats are hilarious. (laughs) They're like little pillows. They also are so expensive. For what? I know, but they're hilarious. Little little dumb pillows. (laughs) Can you believe... I don't know if I said this on your... It was $180 to rent that shit for one day. Would have been $800 to buy it. $800. Like, what? I've never spent – I don't think I've ever spent $800. Anyway, um, we get Jacob's parents' shitty backstory. Yeah. So basically they were like – they were like – obviously they were – this was after their time, but like today they would have been like, you know, Instagram, like, you know, what is it called? Like travel – travel bloggers or like van life. Yeah. But they also, like, were bringing their autistic son with them and making, like, absolutely no effort. Just in general, making no effort to, like, have a stable home life for their child in any way. Like, properly parenting. He didn't know how to fucking read at the age of 10. Yeah. They never bothered to teach him how to read. Yeah. Um, (sighs) He did learn French from a random boy in in where? God, I hate that. God. (laughs) Both him and Eve speak French. And they speak (laughs) French at one point in the book. And I was like, this is is the one flaw in this otherwise perfect book. The French, the open French. Like I had to, I had to listen to French French. with my own two ears. With my own two ears, I had to listen to multiple lines of the French language, and I really, I felt attacked. This is homophobic. All right. Somehow. This is hate speech. This is a hate crime. That's not not a hate crime, Michael. Well, I hated it. (laughs) Okay. So, so, so at the age of 10, at the age of 10, they just like abandoned him. They didn't even just like drop him off at his aunt's. They like dropped him off and then drove away and were like ring the doorbell. Yeah. So his aunt eventually adopted him and like took him in and like gave him an actual stable home life. And he like recounts of like, he's like, yeah, the reason I like, I did this air this B and B because like the first time I went on vacation with my aunt, I was like really like traumatized because I thought like you either like went on vacation forever or like you didn't. But then like we went on like to this like B and B and it was like the absolute like best and we all just like hung out together and I was like, Oh my God, like I wanna do this for people and so like yeah, that's that's why Jacob has his little B and B so that he can provide a home away from home, which is very cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. that Eve is like your parents fucking suck. 
Um, it was not your fault. And then she tells a story, and I like I really resent anything that like makes her parents look good. Um, mm. because she tells a story about how her parents moved houses when her oldest sister Chloe was like a baby, because like Chloe like somehow made it very clear in a baby way that like she didn't like the big open spaces, and so her parents were like, no, the multiple, like, the many empty rooms. They lived in, like a mansion. Yeah. And there was a lot of empty rooms. Yeah, so they moved houses like for Chloe, and she's like, yeah, my parents didn't really like understand why she didn't like it. They just knew she didn't. So like they put her first and she's mm-hmm. like that's what parents do they put you first meanwhile i'm sitting here side-eyeing the parents for like not getting eve tested ever so also at some point around this time jacob's like oh i still don't really know like where eve came from she mentions that her mom was a lawyer and he's like oh i assume she came from a family because of her accent i assume she came from a family where women didn't work and he's like oh i wondered if she was secretly pregnant and therefore cast out and i'm like this just i don't know what like stereotype you're picturing like the rich family where women can't work and are also cast out if they get pregnant in modern day UK. Is it, I don't know, UK listener, British listeners, like, enlighten us. Is this like a big problem? <laughs> I don't know. But Jacob just it seems very specific. Like, like, absolutely, like, insane. Like, just the most random, insane, like, thoughts about, like, possibility. Like, first she's homeless. Like, maybe she's, like, a serial killer. At one point, he's like, oh, yeah, you've, like, definitely hidden a body somewhere. (laughs) You know? Like, it's just all over the place. He's just really – anyway, he finally – now he finally finds out. Friends, friends. He finally finds out that she's living there. (laughs) This is, like, 25% (laughs) of the way into the book. He's finally figured out that she's been living in his house the whole time. And he has – three thoughts he's like first well i don't actually use the room that she's staying in anyway that often so like fine two why would anyone willingly sleep on this sofa bed it's super uncomfortable (laughs) three so this is who's been using all my lemon body wash wonderful so he like lets her stay in there for now yeah but he's like she's like i'll be a good roommate i promise and this is another situation in which he's like oh she's posh she's like have you ever had a roommate and she's like yeah uh no but i shared a floor with like my grandma and her girlfriend and he's (laughs) like where did you come from some sort of palace some sort of elderly lesbian palace and he's just (laughs) like Yuji isn't a lesbian she's pansexual (laughs) not acknowledging any of the other things (laughs) like listen (laughs) And we're going to talk about my grandma's sexuality properly. Like, yeah. Okay. So the next thing thing that happens is they go to like a gingerbread meeting. (laughs) And the only important thing that comes from this for this gingerbread, this planning session for the gingerbread festival we never get to see is this like random (laughs) douchebag guy from the next town over tries to like take a crack at Jacob. And he's like, hey, Spock, what happened to your arm? And Eve's just like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by Spock? And he's like, oh, what's well, a character? And she's like, no, I know what it is. Why did you call him that? And he's like, well, because like – she basically does like explain the yeah. joke, explain it. And then he's like, you know, yeah, flustered. The classic. Listen, for those of you not aware that this is the classic, anytime someone says like a, like racist or misogynistic or like homophobic, any sort of like joke like that where like, you know, they're – they're going to try to brush it off as like just a joke. You'd be like, why is it funny? Just that's all you got to do. Yeah. Why, explain it to me. I don't get it. Why is it funny? And watch them crack. And Jake's, Jacob's like, once as a child, Jacob had seen a mongoose eat a snake. He was now experiencing a similar fascinated secondhand <laughs> alarm. <laughs> yes. This is also another situation in which Jacob is like grudgingly like – Eve looks so nice today because like Eve puts on like glittery pink eyeshadow and like pink lip gloss mm-hmm. like just to annoy Jacob. She's like, oh, I know he's going to like hate it because I'm wearing bright colors. And Jacob is like, 
pig suits you. You look very nice today. <laughs> She's like, uh, a twist. No, okay, so now Jacob is teaching her housekeeping because he has a broken arm and also, a, oh, he has a bruised butt as well. We forgot about, we didn't mention the bruised butt. He can't sit down. <laughs> That's why she had to feed him that first day is because he can't sit down. And they go, they go into this supply closet and Jacob is like to get supplies. And he's like, you have to be quiet because this is like shares a wall and a vent with like a room, the next room. So like, you know, you have to be quiet in here. And I was like, okay, something's coming. We, we're going to get a closet make out for sure. Unfortunately, not just like Bridgerton season two total tease characters go into the closet and there is no make out however we do get a very excellent volcano of flirting it was just like a really like quippy back and forth like they're like laughing listening to some guests in the next room have a fight and like oh my god we yeah. also get Jacob's like stance on relationships yeah he's basically like obviously he like goes out of his way to be like obviously I'm not against love like I'm totally into that I'm totally into that just so you know but it's just like you know it's the odds of like getting her high. I feel like normally, I feel like if he was talking to someone else, he would have been like, ah, oh, it's all like a crapshoot or whatever because it's yeah. Eve. He's like, I can't seem like I'm totally against it because I, I need her to know that like yeah. I am into it. Jake, yeah, Jacob's established character is that he like he's like been in relationships, but like they always like end, like people always leave him, like starting with his parents, and then like people are always like, Oh, you're too much, or like you're emotionally closed off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Jacob is like, the thing is, is like I can't just like like someone a little amount. The same with Stella, like how Stella yeah. and the kiss question was like, I become obsessed with something and then I can't let mm-hmm. it go. Jacob's like, that's the thing, is like I we like later on, Mont is like, um, when you sleep with someone, it's because you want to like marry them and then like secret them away to your lair and like keep them forever then that's what jacob is like every time he like if he gets to the point where he wants to sleep with someone is because he wants to like keep them (laughs) forever in his little lair which is very cute but yeah so he teaches her housekeeping he teaches her how to do hospital corners i loathe hospital corners i hate them it's when they like tuck in they like do that really tight corner with the sheet yeah i hate that horrible i'm trapped I don't yeah, like, like I understand awful. that it looks nice theoretically. Yeah. That I always feel so trapped. Oh, I never realized that's what that meant because it's already like a tight, you know, what is it called? Like the the fitted sheet, a tight fitted sheet, that's like ideal. And I already I struggle enough to even make my fitted sheet tight. Like it just doesn't, <laughs> you know, it's so bad. I hate when it's like wrinkly. So I was like commending that in my head. But yeah, I hate oh, I hate when the top sheets. No, it's the hospital corners. It's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Oh. Hate them. Loathe them. At this point, I realized that I discovered a new kink, which is when people treat each other with respect and like they're both being <laughs> like they're very flustered about it. Like I just really I was like, wow, I really dig this. This is constant. Again, like we've said, constant throughout this book, just <laughs> Jacob and Eve like treating each other with respect <laughs> and both of them being like, oh, my God, I've never felt this before. What is this? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, we get this like montage, you know, they're just like hanging out together multiple days. And like, you know, Jacob like puts things on like low shelves so she doesn't fall. And he's like helping her with things. And he, we have the quote, and I forget exactly the context of this, but he's like, if she hurt herself, she might cry. And if she cried, he might die or something. <laughs> I know. It's always like, or something for some reason. Can't figure out why, but for some reason. But- Nothing too extreme. (laughs) So then they have a conversation about like, oh, it's like hard for Jacob to make friends. And Eve has like a brain blast and she's like, oh, yeah, that's like my sister Chloe. Like we should have a friendship date so that you can practice. Let's have a 
a, a friendship date, not a date, a friendship date. Just friendship. Yeah, for <laughs> friendship. And then like, so it's basically just like sitting in her room, like listening to music. That's their date. But, and like, as soon as he gets there, she's like, nest. wait, this feels like a real date. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Makes him a little nest of blankets. Yeah. So they can just hang out and eat snacks and listen to music. She makes him cook biscuits. Yeah, she does. And he's, wow, these are so good. And there's no um like brand stamp on them. Like where'd they come from? He's like really into it. And then she's like, she's like, do you think anyone's ever gotten their dick stuck in a Pringles can? <laughs> and that's like, I get the how they start. Like, I don't know. It starts. They start flirting. Bit. They have just yeah. like a lot of heart to hearts. Oh yeah. Oh, wait, with the biscuits, Jacob is like, oh, maybe we should we should include this with breakfast for dinner. Like, even though like, you know, it's breakfast, we can include like sweets too because it's for dinner. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. kind of heathens? are the British that for some reason they think sweet things don't belong in breakfast. Like, what? Earlier, okay, earlier in the breakfast that she made him, there was French toast. I know because I made a note of it because she said it was like already getting cold and I was like, oh my God, cold French toast, like terrible. So I maybe it means like literal like cake and cookies, like, you know, non-breakfast things. But yeah, I was like, what? Like French toast, pancakes, chocolate croissants, toast and jam, smoothies, coffee cake, like all these sweet things. Yes. It was so bizarre. Like I don't understand. Yeah, I I know. I don't understand. The British are heathens. I mean, we've already established that like British food is just generally very off. I feel like this is a universally acknowledged thing for anyone that doesn't live in Britain. Everyone's like, what the fuck are y'all doing there on that island? Like, you've been isolated for too long. (laughs) Anyway. um, She's like sings for him. Yeah, she she just starts singing. She just like starts singing a song. And Jacob is like, he's like transported to another world. And he also, he compares her singing (laughs) to an assassin, like playing with a knife, but not like using it to kill people. And he's like, that's what her singing is like. Like, like her her normal singing is just like her like playing around. But like this singing is like. (laughs) like stabbing me in the fucking heart and like staying there forever (laughs) and he constantly is comparing her to like violent like really like he compares her to like a tornado he's constantly like oh my god like she's just like bowling me over and i love it that that like gets her talking about how like her original goal was to become like a you know music theater basically like with her singing that's what she always thought her dream was she stopped because they wouldn't they were like basically only like making her do all like the background or like villain roles she's like it's hard especially when you look like me and i really appreciate this jacob's like you look perfect and she's like thank you he's like you look perfect like it and he's like oh it slipped out like how did i say that and then she's like thank you perfect perfect (laughs) but you realize plenty of other people disagree and he's like i don't give a fuck about other people and i wrote this i was like i'm glad he doesn't try to gaslight her that like everyone would agree with him because it's like so people always do that. Like if you like say something that like is like frustrating or that like other people like, you know, don't accept about you and people are just like try to like, you know, it's always well-intentioned but like invalidates what you're saying. But then she goes on this whole thing. She like puts it well and she's like some people like want to pretend like they don't understand or like me being pretty negates all the other things. And then there's the people who act like it shouldn't matter but like they're, they've never like had to deal with it. And she's like Jacob's reaction isn't like that. Like he just like, you know, listens and like lets her speak. And then he finds her dildo. Her 12-inch purple sparkly dildo. (laughs) He's like, what's this? Oh, my God. The springs in this couch are horrible. (laughs) But it's the dildo. It's the dildo. And he's like, they're both immediately hard and wet. They're like, oh, my God. It's time. And like his – so his dick – so Jacob canonically has a huge fucking dick. This comes out more explicitly later, but in this scene, his dick is described as hard and fat against his jeans. I have never in my life, apart from this book, heard a dick described as fat, but for some reason, I was like, 
I'm really into that. Like, I don't know. Just like the image, Gert. like a fat dick. I'm like, hmm. It's good. Yeah. I like I it. That's the thing. No, I understand. I understand what it means, but just like I've never heard a dick described as fat. <laughs> I really liked it. She, He's like, oh my God, have you been using this? And she's like, yeah. He's like, oh my God, she's been masturbating one room away this whole time, like while I've been laying in bed, like trying, trying not, not to, to like think about fucking her. Yeah, he's like, I felt too guilty to even like wank in the shower because I know yeah. I would like, I would like, you know, subliminally be thinking about her. I feel too guilty. Because he's so into consent. He's like, I can't take advantage <laughs> of her. I'm her boss. I can't even yeah. think about that. And she's like, yeah, I like to masturbate to like Captain America fan fiction. And he's like, well, as soon as my arm's not broken, I'm going to double up on chest day at the gym. Oh that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. So he eats her out and he's like, I had to, he has, he had this whole thought before when he's like thinking about his past relationships, he's like, people always try to like take off my glasses and I don't like it. Like I don't like having my glasses off during sex, but he like takes off his glasses to eat Eve out because he's like, oh, I don't want to bend the frames because I'm going to Because he's already his back up here because he's already broken his glasses before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he got hit by a car, he broke his glasses. <laughs> um, Eve's also like, she's like, oh, like is, she has like the, the reassessing moment where she's like, wait. It occurred to me a few times that Jacob might be attracted to me, but I'm attracted to him. So it must just be wishful thinking. Like I can't trust – like obviously I can't trust like what I'm thinking. So then, yeah, he eats her out and then he fucks her with the dildo, which is just excellent. Well done. Taught like snaps for Talia Hilbert. Like wonderful. Chef's kiss. We love – it's a Chekhov's dildo is what it is. Like it's introduced <laughs> and it comes into play. It's used. It's not just there for shits and giggles. He fucks no. her with the dildo. And then immediately after, he's like, you're a very good friend. And I'm like, ah, just what every girl likes to hear after having sex. Is this when he's like, he's like, oh, yes, like this is great. Like we're very good friends. But then I feel like this is like very common in romance books. They'll be like, oh, well, obviously we're like we're attracted to each other, but we'll just stop being attracted to each other and like it'll be no problem. But at least like Jacob's like – Jacob's like, oh, well, like obviously even though we agreed like it's not a good idea to keep doing this, like we're still going to be attracted to each other. Therefore, you need to move out. <laughs> He's like <laughs> – you are so dumb because he has this whole thought process because Jacob is like when I like people they leave like when people become important to me they leave me because he has like all this history you know all this like past trauma from that and so he's like well I really like Eve and we're really good friends and she's a really good employee and like I don't want to like ruin this by us like having sex all the time so yeah he's like you gotta go and eve is like clear just so obviously like very upset about this whole thing and like mm -hmm. after they after like he leaves to go to bed she like calls her grandma crying <laughs> and like but jacob is like yes good we are on the right path like good one <laughs> well done well handled jacob yeah <laughs> well sorted eve called G calls Gigi and immediately is like apologizing she's like oh, i'm sorry to bother you i'm being so mature and Gigi's like She's like, I'm glad I'm glad you're taking life by the bollocks, but renouncing but you're not like renouncing all human connection to become some sort of monk in the woods. Like it's totally reasonable to like call me when you're upset. Like and Eve just like has this brain blast of like, oh yeah, like it wouldn't be weird for like my grandma or sisters to call me. So Yeah. She's like, there is a middle ground. Oh, well, she's like and but then she has she's like She's like, I rarely do – I rarely do anything except ask for help. Like, there must be a middle ground. But I'm like, this whole – it's like the memory thing. This whole time, we've just gotten that all Eve does is help other people. Like, that's her whole thing. So what do you mean all you do is ask for help? Like, I don't know. I think it's just, like, her, like, guilt. Like, her, like, lack of self-confidence. She's, like, been made to feel like she's, like, incompetent and 
Yeah. Like a drain. I mean, she's literally told she's a waste of space by her own yeah, father. I know. And that's yeah. never that never comes back. He never yeah. apologizes for that. I thought that was her mom that says that. I thought all the really No, mean the dad says she's a waste of space. Yeah. <sighs> okay, anyway. They go to apartment hunt. <laughs> and Eve is like still upset. Um, Jacob, there's just a line in which he he has a live video feed of yeah, the cottage. I wrote that down. I know. <laughs> He's like, nothing interesting going on here. <laughs> he just pulls out his phone. Like, let me just a brief thing. Oh my God. Um, like, what is also, it? The duck pond? Yeah. <laughs> I gotta check for ducks. Gotta make sure the ducks are. Oh my back. God. But yeah, so they're go- so they first they're first going to his aunt's Lucy slash Linda's house. And um, because like she has a spare room. Also on the way, like on the walk there, he's like suggests that eve's music thing might be stimming and he like first like kind of plants that idea he like doesn't say that she's Mm. autistic he's also like something i was thinking this whole time he's like castle cottage is kind of looking like a labor camp lately and i'm like this whole time i've been thinking like how can you just have one chef and like one employee to basically you know because jacob normally does all the housekeeping himself so like if you're the chef Every single morning, people need to eat breakfast. Every single afternoon, they need to do afternoon tea. You can't miss a single day or meal. Like, how, So you can never take a day off. You can never take a vacation <laughs> unless you schedule it so that you don't book anyone for a week. But you can't take weekends off. You don't even have a single backup employee in case you get sick. Like what no. is his contingency plan? I just don't understand. How is that even like – I don't. I know. Well, Jacob is also like it's a, it, you know it's explicitly say like Jacob has like basically put all his savings into this and like. But how can like you only like but even before Eve, he only had one chef. Like, how did that work for that person? I don't know. Well, that's why she putzed off. She won the lottery and putzed oh, off yeah. to Scotland to buy a house. Oh yeah, she won the lottery of fifty thousand pounds. And when Eve hears that, she's like, "Oh well, that's not very much. It won't get her very far." And they're like, "Yeah, I know. That's like." That's like barely a house deposit. Like, how are you gonna pay the mortgage or whatever? And Eve's like, "Oh, well, I was just thinking that's like not a lot of money." <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's really not a lot to live on. I mean, it's forever, not but, that much. No. I mean, but it, like, you could probably take you could take like a year off. Oh, for sure. Maybe like a year and a half if you like Two. budget well. Yeah. So, um, oh, so when she's talking to the aunt, I thought this was funny. She's talking to the aunt, and she says something, and then Jacob like tries to like contribute to the conversation and Eve's like he's like are you making fun of me and Eve's like never never darling get back to brooding Jacob <laughs> grunted and recommenced staring at the wall <laughs> Jacob is just standing there brooding the whole time and then Jay and then Eve tells like Aunt Linda slash Lucy is like oh so like you're finally like tired of Jacob like you're leaving to like find your own place and Eve is like no Jacob's kicking me out and this is when Jacob like like a fucking bloodhound like turns from his brute, his window brood, and is like, what? What is this? <laughs> and he pulls her into a closet. Once again, we do not get a makeout in the closet, no, unfortunately. Sadly. No makeouts well, in the closet. is right there. She could presumably – it's a I very know, small but house, I really presumably. Wanted, like, I know, but like I was like, we not once do we get a makeout in the closet. And I really thought like – I was like, okay, so the first time's a fake out. Like this is gonna, the second time we're going to get the makeout and didn't happen. Both of them were fake outs, unfortunately. <laughs> we do get some, again, uh, the rest of the sex scenes are good. Like, they are, you know, we get the dildo. Later on, we have like a desk sex scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, Talia knows what she's doing, but I was still like, come on. Two closets. I know, but what a tease. <laughs> his 
mother figure is right outside. Yeah, but it's so one of the one of the best one of the best elements of a closet scene is when you have to be quiet when you're in the closet and you got you have to like furiously make out but also be like really silent. Like I really yeah, enjoy that. She knows they're in there. She's waiting for them to come out. It's not the I same. Know, as but just I was like, like, why are we anyway? So they make up in the okay. closet. He's like, you don't really think that. And she's like, yeah. And she like she really calls him out. She's like, yeah, obviously, like, you fucking, like, you, like, ate me out, and then you say we're friends, and then you were, like, you have to move out, and you, like, didn't ask me about any of it, and, like, this is fucking stupid, like, don't put any of this on me, like, I didn't make this decision. Yeah. And Jacob was like, oh, okay, you don't have to move out. (laughs) Yeah, can I just say the balls of Eve to, like, move in without permission, and then, like, somehow turn it on him as if he's being, like, rude (laughs) to suggest that she doesn't continue to squat? Like, she's he's not going to charge her rent or anything. He's just like, oh, yeah, sure, you can definitely continue to live rent-free. Um. Also, so he apologizes, and then Eve's like, "I accept your apology," but like she's like jokingly, she's like, "But if you want to keep saying nice things about me before we make up, go ahead." And then Jacob does. Yes. Then they go back. Eve does a little research about autism, and I love that this book legitimizes people self-diagnosing. That's like definitely been something that's been happening more often with like autism TikTok and all that shit, because diagnosis is way too fucking expensive. You like literally even have we have really great health insurance through our mom because yay Obamacare. But it was it's still like several thousand dollars to get like officially diagnosed like with autism. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking expensive and it's so it pisses me off so much. And like I heard like someone like someone was talking about they were like, okay, like so like if someone's wrong or if someone's like like thinks they're autistic but they're not like actually like they self-diagnose, like I mean, you're going to realize pretty fucking quickly whether it's like true or not if you like start engaging in the community. You know what I mean? It's like it's not it's not a gold star to be autistic for most of society. Like it's not something that like, you know what I mean? It's not something to brag about, you know, and like people were always like, oh, like that's why that's what people say when they try to like delegitimize like self-diagnosis. And it's like, no, like that's not how that works anyway. It's my little rant. I don't know whether that made sense. It was much better phrased in like the tweet thread that I read one- <laughs> once. Yeah. So Eve is like, yeah, I'm probably autistic. We don't, Nothing really comes out of that. She's just like, basically, she's just like, you know, like, I already know who I am. She says this later when she like has a discussion with Jacob about it. But she's like, I already know who I am and how I am. Having a name for some of those things is satisfying. But she's like, you know, it doesn't like define, you know what I mean? Like, it's nice to know like why, but like. I'm already like I've already lived this right long. right because she's already had yeah she's basically like I already learned to accept myself like I already went through like because she, she's yeah. reading about like how some people have trouble like coming to terms with the diagnosis and she's like well that ain't me because I've already come to ter- yeah. like had to come to terms with everything about myself that like you know makes it makes it is not like approved by mainstream society and like the status quo yeah and I think I mean that was like definitely how I felt as well where I was like well like I'm 25 there's not really like much else to learn, but it's like nice to have like an explanation. More to learn, but yeah. well, that's what. I, well, I'm saying there's like there's stuff to learn, but I'm saying like I've already like yeah processed a lot of this stuff even without having a name. But it's like nice to have a name. It's nice to yeah. have like a reason and like an explanation for things that like didn't have a reason or an explanation before, like codifies yeah, it in a lot of a, 
helpful ways. And then Jacob is like, oh my God, Eve didn't have a chance to make friends and to explore the town. So I'm going to give her friends <laughs> and give her a chance to explore the town. And he gets Mont's sisters who are definitely going to get their own books in the next series, mm-hmm. which I was like, I, that's why I looked up the next series because like we introduced Mont's sisters, Tess and Alex, mm-hmm. and I or Tessa and Alex. And I was like, we're getting a lot of like specific details about them. Like they both have really cool <laughs> yeah. jobs and they're both like really hot. Like, are they going to get their own books? And so I went on Goodreads and I was like, there there you go. Yeah. I like remember them being identical twins, but then like until like I was like, am I misremembering this? Like, am I crazy? And it's really just because for some reason it somehow takes Eve like a really long time to realize they're identical. <laughs> like she's like has a long conversation with them and then she's like, oh wait, you guys look really alike. And they're like, we're identical. Like but they're just scribed very differently. I think they have they have different like senses of style. Like they're both dressed very differently and like they have different hair styles. Yeah. So I can like see being like, oh, you're just like sister. Like, yeah, but it was to the point where I was like gaslighting no, myself into thinking I was wrong like misremembering it (laughs) anyway she has friends they're all they all immediately become best friends and they assign themselves totally spies characters which was really excellent i was like they kick their brother out they're like mods out eves in she gets to be the third person like mod refuses to be clover like he like won't be his assigned totally spy yeah it's kind of hurt a little bit to be kicked out of the like they give up on you he can be the like starchy butler if there's like a starchy butler character that can be Yeah. Anyway, so she like now has friends and she feels like really natural with them. She's like, wow, like, is this what like actually having friends is like? Like, because like I like, like we're just all hanging out and we're best buds. Like, this is great. Like, I don't feel like I have to play a role with them on like shitty flow. And then she's like, oh, my God, Jacob did this for me. I am going to seduce him so hard when I get home. So because I know that he has a hard on for consent. I'm only going to drink lemonade tonight so that he doesn't have an excuse to say no. <laughs> and that does actually come up. Like he, she's seducing him and he's like, oh, no, Eve, we can't. You're drunk. And she's like, in fact, no, you can verify with Mont that I did not drink any alcohol tonight. Only lemonade. <laughs> so she seduces him. She comes in and he's like, her lipstick is so bright and obnoxious. I want it all over my dick. <laughs> That's his exact <laughs> Yeah. So she sees him. She's not wearing underwear. And then his dick is too big. He's like, Jacob was aware that dicks could be too big. He looked it up and his dick was a dick that could be too big. Oh my God. Which, like, <laughs> like, just, I don't know. That just seems such a humble brag. Like, I don't know. Amazing. Well, because I feel like all teenage boys look that up. So it's not like, oh, I'm like, I was so. Great. Yeah, but Jacob is like now 30. So he's like, yeah, no, like from experience, like penetration can be difficult for me. They also have this conversation. I forget how this comes up, but Eve basically has to reassure him. She's like, I'm not going to disappear. Stop expecting me to vanish. But like right before that, like at the bar with Alex and Tessa, she's like thinking about how she's still planning to leave in two weeks for that stupid like party planning gig. But she, but she also has the whole time we get multiple times where she's like, every time I think about it, like I get like very – I feel very sick and like, it just, I, like I'm dreading it. Yeah, but she still is like – not she still is planning to do it so it just seems i don't know yeah to like reassure I him know. i don't know whether yeah anyway so they have sex and throughout this whole time they have to like they both have to like stop themselves from like telling the other person they love them like they're both like mm-hmm. and then i almost said i love you but oh, oh no 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 I, like i had to save it like i can't admit that right now that's really weird it's only been two weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just constantly like, co- like at least like three two to three times like per perspe- like per person mm-hmm. in this whole like late night sex scene so and it's really great <laughs> so jacob's like okay i'm gonna go like throw away the condom and she's like you mean full body shower right and he's like yeah like, and she's like, I knew it. Like, but she's like, that's when she almost says, I love you. But so while he's like doing that, she she's like texting her sisters 
She's like, and how do you know you're in love? She's doing it with voice note. Yeah. She's like, how does Belle know? How did Belle know she was in love with the Beast and not just Stockholm? <laughs> and <laughs> and then she's like doing – she's like leaving a voice message as Jacob comes back in. And Jacob's basically like, who are you talking to? And she's like, my sisters. And he's like, that's nice. But like, come back. I, I want to like continue having sex with you. Yeah. But she hasn't stopped recording. And even though she like – she explicitly realizes she hasn't stopped recording, but she still like drops the phone and lets it send. So I don't know. Well, like, I, she never explicitly sends. She like takes her thing off. Her, she takes her finger off the record button and then she locks the phone and throws it down. That's all we learned. But like somehow this message sends. How? And her fucking sisters. Anyway, the next day, a goose is attacking. <laughs> <laughs> so even more there's like a guest that's afraid of it like climbing on the car and it's even more ridiculous when you realize that i don't think there are any like wild there's no like evil can- canadian geese in the uk this is gonna no, be a domestic there's like goose. white geese yeah domestic geese which are not at all mean maybe a little they might that's be a little what bit you think. but like compared to a canada goose like no it just listen they see jacob the waterfowl like contingency just like regularly yeah, sends he wasn't people wrong. to harass jake like troops to harass jacob so anyway like mont and Eve are watching J- Jacob chase this goose around with his broken arm, like flapping his past <laughs> like a baton. God. And then, and, and at one point, Monta's like, Goose have geese have been known to like break people's arms. <laughs> and, and she's like, she's like, oh, like, but he like, and he's like, but don't worry, Jacob already has like one broken arm, so it'd be really bad luck for it to happen again. And she's like, Yeah, but he has another arm <laughs> that the goose could break. God. He's like, but while Jacob is successfully chasing the goose off, Eve is like, I'm going to stay. To for where? Sure. Like this poor goose. It's probably like a pet. Anyway. Continue. No. <laughs> anyway. You think there aren't feral domestic geese in the UK? You're really telling me there aren't feral domestic geese? Anyway, Jacob is continuing his battle against the waterfowl. Meanwhile, Eve's family shows up. Fucking their whole family shows up. The parents, Grandma Gigi and her girlfriend Shivani, Chloe. Danny, they're all there because they treat Eve like a child. And they, for some reason, heard that voice memo and were like, ah, yes, she must be in a sex cult. Fucking, and instead of being like, hey, Eve, we have some questions. They just drive, somehow also take a portal to, maybe it takes them the whole night. And like, because like they're, they're incapable of portaling. Like, And they just like come in there and immediately like Eve's mother like, she says something and Jacob is like, did she just call me unsuitable or was she just generally insulting Eve's life choices? And then they out her about He's the like, stupid event planning want to fight her for it. Yeah, and Jacob's like, Eve has a job here. And the dad's like, well, Eve has an, a lucrative event planning job starting in September. So maybe this won't be her home for much longer. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like, fuck off. And then the mom and Eve's like, oh, well, it's not really like that. Big. And the mom's like, don't sell yourself short, darling. I was on the phone with Mrs. Lennox for 30 minutes yesterday. Like, it's a big deal. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't know. I just – It's another thing. The parents only care about, like, their social perception. Yeah, They don't exactly. actually care about Eve's well-being. Right. They're like, oh, this was embarrassing <sighs> for us. And now it's, like, less embarrassing because she's consorting with the right people. I know. I'm like, fuck. It's just like – I can't just describe like when this comes up a lot is this type of scene where it's like the parents coming in and like I don't know like saying that they they need to like associate with these people that they don't want to associate with. Anyway, anyway, they spill the beans. Jacob gets just like understand. He's like, oh my god, she was gonna leave. This was all fake. Like she said, she was gonna say. Like we established that we were a couple, but like she's been planning to leave this whole time. Like I'm I, like once again, I'm I like the known. only one that that doesn't understand the situation. And so he goes out, and he's like, you were gonna leave, and she's like, no, I changed my mind. And Jacob, because of his past trauma, is like, did you tell anyone? Like he doesn't believe her that she changed mm-hmm. her mind. He thinks she's just like placating him because like. 
it's happened to him so many times before. And I'm glad that this isn't a situation of like lack of communication because, you know, like so many times you read books and you're like, this could be resolved if they've just talked to each other. Mm -hmm. And I really I really dislike that trope, but I actually really enjoy when it's like, okay, they talked to each other, but like the talking doesn't, you know what I mean? When it acknowledges talking doesn't doesn't fix the problem but like at least they talk to each other at least like you're not left being like oh my god like all she had to say was like you know when the person's just like wait let me explain right right like actually explaining like yeah eve explains but jacob like just can't believe her yeah um and so her family trundles her off and they're both very sad we have a sad boy montage for both of them and then he finds one of her airpods and a note note, where she's like we could listen to music together and he's like oh my god and then he runs to mont and he's like do you think Eve could be in love with me. And Mon is like, yeah, you fucking dumbass. Like, duh. And and Jacob is like, okay, I'm, I have to go get her. And Mon's like, it's 2 in the morning, bro. It's it's 2 a.m. Why don't you wait until tomorrow? <laughs> Jacob is like, oh, okay, okay. And then we flash to Eve. Oh, and then he's also – oh, yeah, as he's running, he's like – he's like thinking so lowly of his own worth had required him to think badly of Eve in turn. Which mm. I thought was like a really nice – like, I don't know. Like, th- that makes a lot of sense. Like – you know, if you think badly of yourself, like you you also are in turn thinking badly of like people who care think about you because like you. why would they – yeah. Like yeah. why would they care about you if there wasn't also something wrong with them, right. you know? Yeah, definitely. Which I really liked. And so both of their brain cells reactivate pretty quickly, which I enjoyed. We don't get like months of moping. Like the next day they're both like, wow, that was fucking stupid. And they both decide to grand gesture each other. But before they can, Eve has to call out her family. Um, she basically just she tells them off she's basically like don't treat me like a child you have to like you want me to act like an adult you have to like treat me like an adult why the fuck didn't you just ask me about the sex cult instead of like coming (laughs) and ruining my job (laughs) yeah i don't know though like showing up at the job didn't really rub me the wrong way with the family that much because like what they said when they got there like yeah but just like the idea of like showing up when you haven't heard from her and she's been acting weird, like that's not. Well, they I have heard from. That's the thing. She's like, I didn't cut off contact with you guys. I've been texting my sisters the whole time. Like I- I've been keeping in contact. You guys knew. Like I've talked to Grandma Gigi she on the phone. Was saying her like you know, and she was in her head. It was like jokey joke, but like from there, you know, she was like, "Oh, my boss is so demanding. He like won't." You know, he'll kill me yeah. if he catches me on the phone, like all this stuff. I don't know. The whole interaction with the family, I'm like, like I have to acknowledge, like everyone acknowledges their fault and like it's a healthy conversation. They, everyone apologizes. They're like, we'll do better in the future. And it's like generally like, yeah, this is a good conflict resolution, but I'm a petty bitch. <laughs> I'm a petty bitch and I wanted more guilt. I wanted more groveling from the family (laughs) for treating Eve like shit for 26 years. And maybe this is just me projecting, but I wanted more. She's also, she's like, all right, now that I've told off my family, I have to go grand gesture Jacob and I have to inform him that he can't (laughs) fire me without due cause and also that I love him. (laughs) And so they both have the same idea and they're both like driving to each other's respective places. And I really thought it was going to be like, they get there and they're like, where like where are they? They like call each other and they're like, oh, we're two hours away again. But instead, they somehow – this is just like the dishwasher thing. It's just like kismet. They cross paths halfway through. Like Eve's randomly at an intersection and looks over and there's Jacob in the car. And she gets out and starts trying to run across traffic. Like 
<laughs> and so um chloe's husband are they married at this point red no, from the first book the boyfriend red from the first book he like has to grab her to like stop her from running into traffic but then jacob comes over and he's like let go of her like <laughs> which i thought was kind of it was kind of weird the, i don't know I the way it. they made red be like a villain i'm like no he's like no literally... but like very briefly like it's yeah i know resolved. yeah yeah anyway so they go they make up they have their mutual grand gestures this entire time, Jacob's car with with Tessa and Alex and Mont in it is blocking traffic. And I'm sitting here like, so it's established like the reason Jacob isn't already at her house, the reason she has time to even leave is because he's been like stuck in traffic. Like it's taking like twice as long. And 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 Red and and Eve showed up on his motorcycle. So they've been able to like get through traffic quicker. And I'm like, are we sure that this traffic isn't hasn't just been caused by like multiple instances of grand gestures like <laughs> down this one road like there's just many many couples, the universe like, reunited. <laughs> this is the moment yeah because like they like block traffic in this already like traffic blocked space anyway whatever they make up they tell each other they love each other it's very cute now we have the epilogue which is the gingerbread festival next year it's very upsetting <laughs> very upsetting anyway jacob promotes eve to manager and she's like oh my god you're not going to propose right now right and he's like (laughs) no but then he like makes a note in his phone like do not do it at gingerbread festival or Or like when she's like oh my hair is still in a hairnet he's like no hairnet no gingerbread festival (laughs) like yeah (laughs) for later then i discovered as i was researching the skybriar series on goodreads that there is in fact a second epilogue to this which is basically just eve and jacob's wedding and the only cute thing about that is that – I mean, they, it's just like them making out before the wedding. But the cute thing about that is that Jacob takes off his glasses when he comes to, like, see her before the wedding. She's like, why are you taking off your glasses? And he's like, so I can't see you because you're not supposed to see the bride. She's like, your vision's not that bad, but okay. Yeah, I feel like that's a little bit cheating, but okay. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. Meow. Meow, meow. Cats go. Two people are compared to wolves. I thought that was interesting. I didn't say it along the way, but when she's talking to her bitch friend, Fiona, she's like – Fiona can sense weakness and immediately Florence. like preys upon it. No, whatever. It's everyone's Fiona to me, frankly. Who the fuck is Fiona? Flor- I don't know. It's an F name. If you can do, we can do Linda Lily. We can do Fiona Florence. Anyway, Lucy Eve's Linda, like, Linda Lucy. Lily Eve's, didn't even factor oh in. Whatever. <laughs> Eve's like, like she's like a wolf in human form. Like she can sense weakness. But then, like a few scenes later, Jacob compares her to a wolf, like Eve to a wolf for some reason. She's like, he's like, you think like a wolf, like for some reason. I didn't catch those. I caught the mongoose because I thought that was funny. But <laughs> but no one's compared to. I guess I guess she kind of is compared to the mongoose, like sort of. He's like it's she like is. watching. What what would we say? I'm, I feel like a mongoose is more cat like. Oh, definitely, definitely for sure. I think like, mongoose well, is definitely hiss. It's a mongoose, you know like I mean? a weasel slash badger weasel mix, kind of. But they like yeah, kind of like a weasel, like. And they battle snakes, which I just feel like is an inherently cat-like activity. Yeah, they're you one of I mean? at least like four known snakes. mammalian taxa with mutations in the nicotine acetylcholine receptor that protect against snake venom. They have horizontal pupils similar to sheep and horses. So they have the fucking goat eyes, even though they're carnivores, which is interesting. Wait, horses don't have horizontal pupils. They're round. They do. They all have it, apparently. And cows, they all have the... All the fucking okay, but not to the extent that goats do. I think it's just that no, I think it's listen, I think it's because goats' pupils are like a different color, so it's more of like a contrast, like sheep and goats, whereas cows and horses are like more darker brown, maybe. Oh, that's why it's not as noticeable, but they have the same shape, technically. I do see that. I really wish that I, I could unsee that. 
I really wish that you hadn't told me that, honestly. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm very upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goats were bad enough. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. On. Why do goats have such a bad rap? Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob was very cat-like. He even makes the nest. I feel like I could imagine Jacob making biscuits, you know? Eve makes biscuits. Nest. Eve makes literal biscuits. Jacob has like a little nest, which I feel like is very cat-like, you know, with the blankets. Any other animals? I don't know. I feel like Mott was like a dog. I feel like Aunt Lucy Linda was kind of Linda Lucy was also a cat for sure. I feel like Cousin William, even though we never met him, I got cat vibes from him just because he was like mysterious and like never like appeared. You Liam. know how like some cats are like you don't see them ever. I, <laughs> They're just there in the background. I, don't know. I really didn't get cat vibes from him only because I kept expecting him to be like not not Jacob's enemy, but like. Just someone that Jacob – because Jacob's constantly like, oh, Liam's the handsome one. Like, everyone loved Liam. And Eve's like, you guys are identical. You realize that, right? Like, and But he doesn't yeah, think how like can, that. How come Eve can see their identical but not the actual right. identical? <laughs> True. Which makes me think like, they're not that close even though they like shared a room and stuff growing up. But, but I think there was like – I think he like likes him. Yeah. Cause, oh, yeah. Because Aunt Lucy Linda adopted Jacob. No, I'm not saying they're like actively dislike each other. I just feel like they're not that similar. Like, they're supposed to be like different. I think. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure we'll get more of that whenever yeah. Liam makes an appearance in his, his inevitable book whenever he comes back from mm-hmm. America. I just feel like there weren't a lot of characters that like had – like all of the side characters were like pretty minor. Like they only really got like two scenes like each. Yeah. Who would be you know? more anti-duck, cats or dogs? Oh, that's interesting because you have the whole – the whole uh, bird bird cat rivalry, mm-hmm. but then you also have dogs, which are like like hunting dogs, right? You know, exactly, yeah, like which are bred to like retrieve retrieve geese and shit, like the dead ducks. I also see the more dogs. I feel like that's the thing. I feel like cats because du- ducks are approximately the same size as a cat. Exactly, yeah, like a cat would like try to bat at the duck, but it wouldn't actually be a threat. Yeah. Whereas the dog would like get the duck but i think because because jacob has that general like all water fowl you know what i mean a dog wouldn't go after a swan but i feel like a cat would be stupid enough to go off after a swan (laughs) i don't know a cat would be like i can take (laughs) them yeah (laughs) i know like the cat next door i don't know i just didn't get very strong cat vibes at all from this book like at no point was i like cat well, I feel like it was very cozy, which I feel like is very cat, like Sky Briar, like the B and B. I feel like B and Bs are cat like. You know what I mean? Like you can have. I feel like like a B and B, similar to a bodega. Like they commonly have like the resident cat. You know, but Jacob would never allow any kind of animals. That's what I was gonna say. Well, no, because you can be allergic. But Jacob is the cat. He doesn't need a cat because Jacob <laughs> is the cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Three. Remember plus two. For autistic romance. One. Wait, I have I don't know. Why are you counting down? You're not giving me time to think. I thought you were ready. I feel like you're hurrying me along. <laughs> Chipping along. You're pressured. <laughs> okay. Three, two, two one, one three. seven. Three. I added one point for Jacob. I told you I didn't get very strong vibes from it. Two it's plus two. Yeah, I know. So I, I gave an extra one. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like I've stabbed you in the back. I just feel like this is the largest disparity we've ever had. <laughs> I thought about saying four, but it felt wrong. Okay. What's halfway between – what's the halfway Five. between three and seven? Five. Five. Okay. Interesting. I mean, you, like you did stab me in the back a little bit. <laughs> just know that I know where you sleep. Like that's Again, all it's not a negative thing, remember? <laughs> that's all I'll say. 
It's not. It's not about the look. It's a, it's about the fact that you didn't agree with me, Rachel. That's the betrayal. Well, then you <laughs> betrayed on me the same page. <laughs> anyway, tax the rich, Rachel. Where can everybody but the rich find us? <laughs> you're rich again. I have a Venmo. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no. If you're rich, again, like do like what Stella. Like we, you just hopefully listen to our kiss question episode. Stella gives away her whole trust fund. I'm just saying. I, mean, I you could probably find a open. more worthy recipient, but my if, bank account is open. I would yeah. redistribute it <laughs> if you want. I would just hoard it myself. I would, you know, yeah. give it away to people. I would build a parking garage for the employees of the new shopping center in our town. <laughs> oh my god! We should we tell- oh, yeah, So we went to Chipotle. So, right okay, before- wait, wait. So, so wait, let me start with the premise. So our town, you know, if you've ever seen It's a Wonderful Life, you know, Mr. Potter, our town basically has a Mr. Potter. It's just this man that like owns everything, is like very slimy, gets his tentacles into everything. So today, so he, his most recent project has been rebuilding this whole new shopping center, which admittedly is pretty nice. Like it's nice buildings, whatever. There's a Chipotle. So yeah, we're going we got to Chipotle. A Chipotle. We got all these really, you know, some night, we got an Ulta, we got some nice yeah. new restaurants. So today we're going to Chipotle and. And we roll up, we pull in and there are two signs. The lesser of the evils is a sign for valet parking because this parking lot always gets really crowded on like, Even though they had all the opportunity in the world to plan for however much fucking parking huge, they wanted to build. Huge parking huge lot for whatever space. reason. They just didn't Regardless, do it. They just didn't do it. So you see valet parking. That's bad enough that this shopping set, like there's a grocery store. You know what I mean? This isn't like a fucking Michelin starred <laughs> restaurant. There's no reason to have valet parking. The Lululemon is the fanciest, fanciest Yeah, the Lululemon, the which is a pop-up pop store. Up. It's not even yeah. an official Lululemon. Yeah. It's a Lululemon pop-up store. Yeah, so Anyway, the most egregious sign though was a fucking sign that said no employee parking. Oh so ba- like a big, big yellow sign right at the entrance of this parking lot. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So like you're basically saying that all of the employees that work at, at the Chipotle, that work at the Lululemon, that work at like, you know, all the at the Ulta, Ulta. that they like what? Have to walk a mile to yeah, like, have from to park? where? Because like, you what? because your poor planning. Also, like not only that, but it's just like unenforceable. Like how are you going to prove that they're employees? And you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. Fuck you. If I was an employee, I would like absolutely like I would I would park I would park in the spot directly in front of the store like every day. Yeah. I would get there early and then I would just sit in my car and I'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. And then if someone Mr. like Potter. if anyone tries to challenge you, just be like, what are you talking about? That's like that's someone else's car. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Gaslight. No, denied. So. denied. Like, it's ridiculous. The Mr. Potter man, he owns the whole shopping center. It's right. not like he Both even sides. just owns the, yeah. the new one where the Chipotle is. Like, yeah. He owns the whole thing. Like yeah. and he like there was a big to do because he kicked out a bunch of businesses that had been there for a while because they weren't fancy enough, and so like he could have he could have changed things he he absolutely and he has enough power in this town that he totally could have gotten like the permits yeah. and like all of that but he like didn't and now he's like taking out on the employees that are understand we went to the Chipotle it was so busy oh my god yeah. it was so busy they were so stressed I felt yeah. so bad for them yeah it was just they chaos. were like so overwhelmed it was pure yeah. chaos. Yeah. Anyway, down and, with, yeah. down with. I won't rec- say his name because um, he's, he's currently suing to- someone for defamation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm not gonna say his name. Um, if you know his name, don't say it in any way that's connected with this podcast. Oh my god, I don't want him to come after me because <laughs> he totally could. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh. We we totally lost plot of the track. Uh, Rachel, where can they find? 
Where can everyone but Mr. Potter find us? (laughs) They can find us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at We Read It One Night. You can email us, we read it one night at gmail.com. You can definitely, for sure, totally leave us a review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever. Five stars. Leave us a, a rating, a review. I said Twitter. Oh, Twitter yeah. is at We Read It Podcast. But yeah, and, leave us a review. And someone yeah. last time oh, yeah. for the Kiss Quotient, we were like, hey, just leave us a review with like these emojis that we had talked about in the episode. And someone did. Yeah, it's a cool Easter egg. So I love that. Thank it was you. great. It really brought it really yeah. brought some a smile to our face yeah. when we saw that. <laughs> really, really like when people like reference that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so review. great. It's yeah. like great. Well, it a review a before that dopamine. was like, I know how to survive a bear attack. And I was like, <laughs> excellent. I'm so glad this podcast is useful for you. Yeah. <laughs> I was really happy. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I don't know whether you can do that anywhere with Apple Podcasts, but yeah. Just five stars. It's so easy. It's so easy to click the button. It's so Thank you to our – We have three subscribers on YouTube now, which is thrilling. One of them (laughs) is me. One of them is me on my other YouTube account. (laughs) One of them might be me. I'm not sure. But there's at least one one unique one. Thank you. (laughs) We have one – at least one real subscriber. (laughs) So we appreciate you. you. Yeah. Godspeed, comrades. Godspeed. Godspeed. (laughs) Bye.